everyone. Today I've been joined by two other BUILT student fellows, Tasha and Carlos, to chat about how the pandemic and blended learning has impacted students' sense of connection and belonging to the university, our peers and our student experience, and what role this has played in students' well-being over the past two years. This idea of losing or lacking that feeling of belonging to the university and connection with peers and teaching is something that's come up time and time again, not only in my work as a student fellow, but also in conversations with so many of my friends. Um, so I really think it's important to explore what the knock-on effects are that for well-being. So I want to start off by welcoming today's guests. Thank you so much for joining me, Tasha and Carlos. It'd be really great if, first of all, um, you could introduce yourself, so what your role is in BUILT, your degree, where you're at with your degree, um, that kind of thing. So we'll start with Tasha. Hi, I'm Tasha. So as a student fellow at BUILT, I help organize the BUILT Student Research Journal and the Student Research Festival with Dan, who isn't here today. Um, my degree is psychology, and I'm in the second year of it. And my whole first year was online from a different country. So, mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity and doing this. Uh, my name is Carlos Shanka. Um, on my final year, biology, third year, um, the student fellow focusing on embedding sustainable development in the curriculum. Yeah, my work um, aligns with research at some point, but especially on producing content and sharing good practice across schools, departments, uh, student body, etc. Great, thank you for that. So what has your experience of blended learning been over the past two years? I mean, Tasha's already given a little spoiler. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll start with you again. Okay, yeah, so the first year that I did psychology, it was online and it was in Malaysia and there was an eight hour time difference. So it wasn't blended at all for me. It was just completely online. Although I know some people did have a kind of blended approach to it if they were in Bristol. But I mean, I found it quite difficult to keep up with because I had live lectures that were on Zoom or on Teams or Blackboard. And sometimes they'd be at midnight or at 1 a.m. I know the school tried to accommodate for having tests at diff like certain timings for different time zones and stuff. But... I know people in my course who were in America and their lectures would be at 4 a.m. and attendance was compulsory. Mm -hmm. So it was just, I feel like everyone kind of has a very different experience with blended learning and some people may really like it and some people may really hate it just based on the circumstances. Um, so for first year, I also know a lot of people were disappointed because obviously, especially for first year, we just didn't feel like we had the university experience we were waiting for. And being a first year student and an international student kind of away from Bristol was stressful also trying to kind of like make friends and make mm -hmm. connections in your course, mm -hmm. especially when you know you're going to be in Bristol the second year and you have to look for housing and you just like don't know anyone. I got pretty lucky with that because I managed to make some friends online, but I think that was more facilitated like by myself and like other students and not really the uni like trying to find a way to help students connect and find a sense of like belonging with each other. For my second year, it's different. I still have blended learning. So I think like 50 to 60% of my course is online. 
I have like maybe like four to six contact hours a week and I like it a lot better than first year of course but I still feel like there's a bit of a lack of structure when Mm -hmm. there's so much online content and it's kind of just lecturers saying okay there's 10 hours worth of things you have to do that are online and you have a week to do it and you come to these seminars at these times and then you're kind of just left to your own devices when this whole online blended learning thing is just new for like as new for students as it is for teachers and I think I have talked to some of the lecturers in my course about it and even they feel like a disconnect from the students Mm -hmm. they have now because there's less discussion like there's less teaching time for them and our lectures now are like our seminar groups are huge so there's no real like lecturer to student relationship yeah I think that's a really good point about um how this disconnect does go both ways it's not just the students but it is teachers it's everyone really um Carlos what about you what's your experience been like well uh, my experience was uh, slightly different to Tasha's uh Firstly, because I was in my second year when COVID started, well, finished my second year. And I'm really grateful for the School of Biological Sciences. So they were really flexible when COVID hit. I think that all of our assessments were formative and that was such a relief for so many of us. Um, But on my third year, it was also different to Tasha's because not only I say in in one country, but I went to four countries. So... Efren and I decided to take the opportunity of blended learning to go and travel while we were studying. So, I mean, I think I think that this experience is a bit exceptional. I don't think that many people were traveling during these times, but for me, it was really um, enjoyable in many cases. It's true that we're still studying a lot, but um, yeah, we got to see new places and and stuff, and it made me wonder a lot about the power of hyperconnectivity and having been able to study from anywhere, mm-hmm. you lose the sense of belonging to a university. Like I'm a student at the University of Bristol and I'm just watching videos, which are great. Uh, the format that they use were great for the digital um, system, but anyone with access to internet and a laptop could be watching those lectures and I think that university is much more than lectures, at least for me. So it was a bit weird. I cannot complain um, f- f- uh, from my experience, but yeah, I was quite disconnected from university in most cases. Yeah, that's really interesting. Do you think, therefore, there's something to be said about being in a specific place that's important for belonging? Because mm. you're in all these different places. You were doing your university online, but maybe you weren't connecting it specifically with Bristol as a city or even like the locality of like the physical university buildings. Do you think that had an impact? Um, Yeah, 100%. Um, For me, university is all about student experience. Um, I think that the lectures, even though they can be in person in a lecture hall, lecture theater, I, I, I personally almost prefer to watch the recordings. So university for me is like the societies, the students union, the city, the student halls, the, those people that you find 
uh, during your stay in Bristol. So is it, you know, the, the physical, the, the fact that you are physically in the city is, is crucial. Otherwise, you lose the, the you know, the, there's no much sense of someone being a University of Bristol student if you are not here. Um, for me, that's not that worth it as a um, semi-international student, as a EU student. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And for you, Tasha, how do you feel a sense of belonging now at the university? Is, do you think there is one? Um, I've been here from September now, and I definitely feel more of a sense of belonging than I did in Malaysia, just because from Malaysia, I was kind of just watching everyone else build connections and stuff like that and be able to kind of go to uni buildings um but also in malaysia there was a lockdown that was really strict so i was basically holed up in my room for months just kind of doing online uni every night and um it's just a very stark difference as soon as I got here, I feel like I was really excited to get involved with different societies and um, meet new people, kind of like go to the library a lot. Also because I had just come out of a lockdown that was really strict. Mm. And now I definitely feel more like there is a sense of belonging. I think it's mostly through the connections I've made mm. with like other friends as well. I don't know if I particularly feel a sense of belonging to my specific school because there's a big student population doing psychology. So all our like our entire group is split into different seminar groups where we don't really mix. Mm-hmm. I don't know like the majority of the students in my year. I do have really close friends from psychology, but it's pretty impossible to get to know as many people as you probably think you could in this the way that like the blended learning is structured yeah I think yeah that's interesting I think for me because um I did my undergraduate here as well so but I had two years of normal teaching post pre-pandemic and then my year abroad so I did already feel um, that kind of sense of belonging with the university already that had already been established but then when I came back from my year abroad um, it was yeah it was the connections with my peers and students that was what was missing for me and what was the biggest difference and change and impacted that feeling of connection and belonging the most because I did joint honours so half the students were in French I already knew them but half of them were in politics and I didn't know them because they were from the year before because the other politics students that I was with in first and second year had graduated. So that was very strange. And then also I really missed the, not necessarily the people that you would make an effort to be in contact with and see, but those like connections you had with people at the end of a seminar or like going from leaving the lecture hall or like you'd run into them in the library or on the university campus or in a cafe getting a coffee. All those little connections that make you feel like you're part of a community I think that was yeah. the biggest <coughs> change and the biggest loss for me and, and definitely did have an impact on my well-being and my, yeah, the sense of c- community most. Um, but yeah, but the question goes out to both of you. Um, how do you think this more complicated or maybe somewhat lacking relationship with the university and your peers and that lower sense of belonging connection has impacted students' well-being? Um, 
well, again, my experience was very different, but um, while I was, you know, traveling, I was in contact with my peers, of course, and I can tell that the experience was quite bad compared to pre-COVID times, obviously. Um, some quick facts. Uh, the mental health support before COVID increased uh, by 50% between 2012 and 2017, and the budget doubled between 2016 and 2017 in the UK. So that uh, in, at the University of Bristol, that was around £850,000. So mental health and, <clears throat> you know, well-being was already quite bad. Um, you know, it, it wasn't where it should have been even before the pandemic. Yeah, so definitely. imagine, you know, going from having like normal let's say, normal uh, life before pandemic and then having to stay at home in the cold, dark winter of um, 2020, you know, and having to do, like, some exams online, having deadlines, and the only connection with your peers, perhaps you had you had a flatmate, maybe you were alone, you, you had three flatmates, but everything was online, and you couldn't go around for, for a walk or, or a coffee. In mind, like, just in mind, the critical situations of so many, many students. So being depressed and having anxiety, I, I, I think that that was the new normal. Mm -hmm. I, I doubt that many people didn't go through that process of feeling overwhelmed and depressed at some point during the lockdown. And even now, um, I mean, things are much better, but you can see, still see some sequels. That's, you know, it was quite tough. And even for me, you know, I, I was in another place. It was a sunny atmosphere and, and you know, a fr friendly <laughs> culture there uh, in Tanzania, for example. But still, it, it was a bit, you know, disappointing uh, knowing that your money and effort are going to, are not that well, say, invested during the blended times. Yeah. What do you think, Tasha? Yeah. <clears throat> I I definitely agree. In general, I think like the COVID period affected a lot of people's mental health in a lot of different ways. Mm. And I think maybe the I'm not sure if it's just what I've experienced, but I feel like the uni kind of expects students to be able to bounce back really quick mm -hmm. and just get back into the swing of like in person, like do your exams this way. Um get your assignments done again like the same way without any leeway anymore but I feel like COVID definitely had long-lasting impacts on mental health that weren't addressed at the time and are not being addressed now so I think students are struggling to stay on top of things and kind of get into a routine again um, mm. <clears throat> personally for me I think before COVID and before lockdowns and stuff in Malaysia um, I was a really extroverted person. Mm -hmm. And I think after that period, I became a lot more introverted, a lot more shy, a lot more like self-conscious around other people, like new people around crowds. Like I, I changed quite a lot and mm -hmm. I never noticed how much I changed until I got to uni in person again. And I was like, how do I make friends? Like I forgot <laughs> how to talk to people completely. <laughs> And I've been here for months, and I mean, I do I do have friends. I have made friends. I think, like, um, I don't feel, like, as anxious as I did at the start about that. But there's definitely still, like, a lingering anxiety of, like, oh, people everywhere, like, again, you know. 
and um, I'm definitely not the same person I was before COVID. So uh, I think it's a bit unreasonable for maybe like anyone to expect students to just be able to go back to how they were before because it's not going to happen like that. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. It's almost like, oh, well, the situation is so much better now. It's not all online. You can go into the university. We can see other people. Oh, so surely everything that everybody was going through was resolved. But it's not because, especially for first-year students, I learned so many of my socialising skills and like learning how to create those connections in an environment that's not school, where you're seeing people like six hours a day every day. I learned so much from that in first year, but so many people didn't have that. So it must be so different from them and like such a shock to the system almost for it to be completely different in that way. And we can't just assume that because it's slightly more back to how it was before, that means that everything's okay and people aren't still being affected by a lack of this belonging or lack of connections that they had when it was all completely online or even now when it is blended. And even stuff like when you're going into the university every day you you know where you can go that's going to be like a good healthy space for you or where you're going to feel connected to the university and like what is your space in that university Mm. that's not something that these students have or they don't haven't spoken to as many lecturers and tutors in person where they can feel that connection with that person and like that's someone that they can turn to because it is very different when you're emailing or having these zoom meetings with someone and when it's in person you can actually go into someone's office and feel like you're in this safe space in that way so that's a really good point that we do need to think about things now and and how we can get students to that space where they should have been if everything was normal from the beginning rather than just being like because it's gone back to the way it was before all this that means it's okay Uh, Can I add something? Yeah, of course. Um, I also feel like there's a disconnect between lecturers and students Mm -hmm. because of how low the morale of the lecturers are now. Like after all the COVID things, I feel like they were given a a larger workload. They have to learn like a whole new system. Mm -hmm. They have to now like record on a camera like a vlogger (laughs) (laughs) and kind of, you know, learn a whole new way to teach so their contact hours have decreased. I definitely have had lecturers tell me that that they feel quite isolated ever since COVID has started. And it's just because although it's convenient for there to be, you know, the blended learning, and I'm I'm sure there are students that really enjoy recorded things. I like rewatching things because my attention span is really bad. But um, and also, you know, for students who are disabled and maybe like it's a lot more accessible for them. I'm sure there are ups to it as well. But I think it was kind of thrust upon lecturers and students to figure everything out and kind of make it work. And there are definitely also like negative effects that are kind of just being brushed aside as Mm -hmm. like necessary evils, I think. So I feel like it's just because of COVID, it's kind of like a domino effect of things that create or like hinder the sense of belonging Mm -hmm. that anyone kind of feels with each other and i i think as well yeah finding a way to rebuild those connections between the students and the lecturers or the tutors is really important um and maybe it's something that hasn't been thought about as much in these kind of discussions 
those connections are just as important as your connections with your peers um, or your colleagues or whoever it may be. Like now that I'm doing a master's, I definitely feel a lot more connected with my um, tu- like my seminar tutors and lecturers. Just because I think the dynamic does change a little bit because a lot of people are like closer in age, but also you tend to go to more of the kind of talks and extra lectures and things that get run, um, which gives you chance outside of classes and seminars to speak to these people and like build those kind of connections and yeah again that was something that was lacking during the pandemic like peak lockdown those kind of more informal or spaces outside of your like set timetable learning where you could speak to your tutors your lecturers was a really important way of building those connections and important for lecturers too and like can help you help lecturers see the impacts they're having on their students and students see what they really are getting out of their degree and what the university is beyond just their like classes that they go and sit in or the library seat that they go and sit in every day or something like that um no yeah i I agree i think that you know when it was blended learning you can you could tell that many professors were also on the same boat of frustration and of course isolation even on the lectures you know you might perceive uh, some degree of mm, missing your students they are I have some professors that are really passionate about teaching in person they love to have 100 200 people in front of them answering two questions on real time and that was just uh, an element that you know so many people were missing and I think that makes a big difference on the well-being like we as humans like to be connected or to feel connected mm-hmm. and in my case when I'm watching like asynchronous uh, presentations and the professors are just recording the presentations you know you lose there's a big gap between the connectivity of um, between staff and students so um, yeah I think that that's really important and right now it's much better I have to say of course but you know there's a long way to go yeah yeah, yeah. so I feel like there's a l- um, there's so much that goes into like the blended learning debate yeah. and that affects well-being. It's not just like, oh, computer screen in front of me like mm. six hours a day. There's just so much that there is to talk about. Yeah, and that's when I started doing like my project on blended learning at the beginning of this year. I don't think I <laughs> quite realized how much there was to unpack. And now it just feels never ending and so complicated and Everybody has such personal experiences and such different perspectives. Yeah, so with that in mind, um, do either of you have any thoughts about a more concrete step to address or redress this lack of connection and belonging now as we're moving towards things being more open? And as Tasha was was saying about um, it's not just going back to the way it was. It has had long-term impacts. How can we resolve that Mm. now? Yeah, I think that um, I was perhaps trying to address the problem from the nexus, from the roots. I think that whenever we see like the £850,000 invested in mental health services, that's great, but I feel as if the university was not um, understanding well enough the causes. So we focus on fixing mental health issues but we don't really yeah we're not great at preventing them Mm -hmm. i think 
and so focusing on the prevention on the prevention side perhaps having more simply like um more of a cultural um habit of creating projects of creating events uh you know something basically an excuse for people to get to know each other in a smooth way i know that it's really accurate to get to know people for the first time especially if you are new to the city so you know basically having excuses i think that a really good and successful actually case studies the language cafe uh, hosted at um, global lounge and you just get to practice with native speakers who are themselves students and you know it's such a friendly and fun way and that's a great example of you know getting to know other people having like meeting them every week pretty much um you know we we'll have to focus on preve- on preventing it and understanding properly the the causes of, of the problems. Yeah, I think that's a really good and positive note to finish on. Thank you. Um, thank you. And thank you so much for joining me. A lot of stuff has come up that I wasn't expecting to, so it's been really <laughs> interesting, um, and I really appreciate it. And thank you for listening. Bye. See you.